This, 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 of UFC. We are the Fight Disciples and you can get us on iTunes. Uh, Fight Disciples is the search. Go and have a little bit of a nosy there. And our website sorts out all your Android feeds. Fightdisciples.com uh, We are at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and on YouTube. Please subscribe. There's a lot more content going on our YouTube channel. Lots of interviews with various people uh, from the uh, world of fight sports whether that be boxing or UFC or mixed martial arts it'll all be on our YouTube channel so make sure you go and check it out uh, we're on location this week so if you can hear some music going on in the background there's a few fighters training next door to us uh, again those interviews with those fighters will be on our YouTube channel so make sure you go and uh, go and have a little bit of a nosy uh, now I apologise to UFC Moscow uh, because my sole focus at the weekend was all in the world of boxing with Canelo and Triple G however I'm so glad that on a Sunday evening, after a couple of whiskeys, I decided to go back and had a little bit of a nosy <laughs> yeah. in at some mad Russians whacking the living daylights out of each other. And God, to see Mark Hunt sprawled out on his back like Free Willy getting choked <laughs> <laughs> was a sight for sore eyes, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah? it sight was, for uh, sore eyes, mate. It was kind of on the cards, wasn't it? It was like, Oni Elnuk will win by submission or Mark Hunt will knock him out. There was no, there was nowhere in the middle. There was no like grey area. It was black or it was white, quite simply. And they uh, played to Ali Elliot because he took some wax. Yeah, didn't he? he did. Yeah, he took well, some serious to, wax. You've got, you've got to take some chin. You've got to take some knocks to get close enough to take the fight down. Yeah, to the ground. So, but, but as you point out last week, once Mark Hunt gets on his back, he's like a fucking turtle, isn't he? Good luck getting him up. So, it, it, it really Help! was that type of fight. And, Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he did what he needed to do, man. He, he needed to get a submission. So he took Hunt down and he got the submission. Mm. All credit to him. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting to see what his develop is now uh, in this particular division because we're crying out for him, aren't we? Yeah, we're yeah. We're crying out for some big boys to start uh, start challenge start challenging anyway obviously with what we saw with DC beating Stipe a couple of uh, couple of weeks back and him now being the champ champ uh, we're looking for some serious fresh talent blood. yeah we are looking for some fresh blood we thought it would be Ngannou Ngannou's on a rebuilding mission I don't know where he is yeah yeah know where he, where he is at this moment in time so he's on a rebuilding mission we need, we need Summit don't we we need Summit to come through and get us excited again about the big boys because when the big boys fight there's something quite freakish course. about it we're used to seeing the smaller guys and be a bit more technical and, we, and it's a bit more believable with the smaller lads. But when 15 stone, 16, 17, 18 stone fellas are whacking lumps out of and each the other, best, yeah. there's something to uh, admire about that. Well, it's, like, <clears throat> it's like the shape of heavy. It's like boxing right now. We, we get excited about the fact that boxing's in such a good position right now and that can be reflected with the heavyweight division. You know, The heavyweight division is half a dozen actual really good, talented guys. So UFC is exactly the same. UFC is absolutely booming right now. We've got some great fighters but the heavyweight division just seems to be in a state of flux. Mm. And it was the heavyweight division that traditionally would drive this franchise, drove the UFC to where it got to, certainly light heavyweight and heavyweight. Um, we haven't really had a heavyweight era like we have with boxing necessarily, but you'd like to think that's to come, and you'd like to think that will be the next stage of growth in the UFC. So, uh, listen, I, I know... Oni Elnick, who won at the weekend, is fucking, you know, he's hardly 22 years of age. No. He's, he's no spring chicken. But it's just good to have a different look in that heavyweight division, a different mix. And he's put his name in the frame. Veterans League, mate. Yeah. Olovsky were knocking about as exactly, well. They were yeah, all knocking yeah. about, weren't they? Yeah. Some mad little Russians, actually, that I'd never even heard of before because I was watching, obviously, they stacked it because it was for the home fans. They yeah. stacked the bloody stadium out, didn't they? I think it's like, I saw a stat the other day, like it's the fifth 
highest viewed in the actual arena UFC event of all time or something. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just behind UFC 193 or something crazy oh, like right, that. Okay, so uh, I know it was, in a, it was in a national stadium, which, which can take 50,000, yeah. but they'd re- reformatted it, re- redone the layout. I think it capped at about 17,000, 18,000. The atmosphere that. looked fucking insane. Listen, when Demetrius Johnson's only doing 3,000, mate, and yeah, can't, no, exactly. can't sell a bean. Exactly. Fair play to the, uh, for the Russians coming out in force. They, they loved it though. They, they do love it. In they do love it. Yeah, they exactly. It. It's mad though, isn't it? It's mad that the UFC have had to go and partner with M1 Global to make a show in Russia happen because that's just Russia. You know, this was kind of everyone was saying like, you know, UFC going to Russia. It's definitely going to happen. There's too, too big a market there. But good luck getting anything done in Russia without crossing someone's palms with a couple of rubles. And and that's ultimately that's what, what ended up happening. What are you saying? It's Ben. <laughs> well, it's Russia. For fuck's sake. Look up Bent in the dictionary. It's just a picture of Putin like this. Listen, speaking of Bent, I've got some news for you listening to this podcast right now. You might think, why aren't you going OTT on some of the, some of the fights analytically uh, on this particular podcast? Well, we've got a new podcast coming your way on the Fight That's Disciples right. Network. Basically, Nick's boyfriend has had a little bit of trouble with his channel. He's a lazy bastard, basically, is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, he just wants to make stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. He just wants to press record, speak, press stop, and then send it to some monkey to put it on the internet for him. Enter monkey. And that monkey is me. That's basically what's going down. And we're referring to the one and only full reptile radio himself, Dan Hardy. He's joining our little network. Yep. On his travels, wherever he's been. I mean, he was in Russia at the weekend, obviously, wasn't he? Yeah. And wherever he is, he's going to sit down, either chat with someone, do it himself. It's going to be interesting, listen, because as... It's going to do we, a technical listen, breakdown. we have conceded on many, many occasions on this podcast that he is the best analyst in the game. Absolutely. He sees shit in the world of fight sports that is mind-blowing, and it's a learn. Yeah. I know that we will we'll provide the tits and fanny, right? Absolutely. And he'll provide uh, a little bit of analysis, and hopefully we can all learn together uh, with this fantastic sport that he knows countless amounts about. So on Thursday mornings, mm-hmm. uh, they will hopefully... If he remembers, there'll be a, there'll be, because you know what he's like, there will be a new podcast uh, in, uh, in your feed. So if you subscribe to the Fight Disciples podcast, you'll get me and him talking nonsense, boxing and UFC on a Tuesday. You'll get Nick's radio show uh, for, uh, uh, for Radio City Talk on a Wednesday. And now you'll get the Dan Hardy show, Full Reptile Radio, on a Thursday morning, which might look back, might look forward. Dan's just going to do what he wants, yeah. right? And then uh, I'll polish it up and put it on the put it on the internet for you, which is a great, which is great, you know, because of course he is one of the best analysts. Yeah, and I think you know, I think a lot of the fight disciples over the last few months, especially, have, have come out and told us certainly around the Darren Till thing and everything, saying I wasn't really into UFC. Yeah, I listened to Fight Disciples for the boxing show. You got me into listening to the UFC. Started watching it. I'm kind of into it now. So I think there's quite a lot of the fight disciples that are now watching UFC that perhaps haven't got a technical understanding of the sport. Yeah, as comprehensive as maybe boxing. You know, maybe been watching boxing a lot longer. So by listening to Dan's show and listening to Dan break shit down, yeah. plus he's, you know, he's a fucking... He's a former world title challenger. He's a former he world title he's challenger, exactly, doing. yeah. So listen to Dan's breakdowns will hopefully expand your mind, expand all mm. of our minds to understand the sport even better. Mm. I know every time I watch one of Dan's breakdowns, he fucking blows me away, the stuff that he sees. And we'll, be able to, we'll all be able to appreciate the sport better, so I'm excited to get him I, on board. I, I'm going to apologise now if he goes off on one talking about coffee. Um, going off on into the mad hills of China with the monks yeah. smoking marijuana and various and things like that. And he probably will <laughs> he talk probably about will. those things. Absolutely. Right? Uh, so uh, there you go. Make sure you subscribe because you'll get that show Thursday mornings, that Dan uh, Hardy full reptile radio. Looking Let, forward to that, actually. Absolutely. Let's get back to Moscow.
briefly. Are you loud? I thought that was Dan's show this week. Uh, well, fuck Dan. Let's, let's get our take on it first. On, I just want to ask you yeah. about the performance, not necessarily by a fighter, but by a referee. Herb, Herb Dean. Hi, Herb. Yeah. Hi, Herb. Are you still with us? What the fuck were you doing, Herb? Oh, my God. This guy used to be the best referee on the planet. Fuck me. Now I wouldn't let him referee a fucking kids match in a local sports hall. That performance, <laughs> absolutely shocking. And you know what? It went viral. For obvious reasons, CB Dolloway is getting their shit kicked out of him, mm. and Herb's just standing there like a quilt. He didn't like him. It went viral though. I've I seen some 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 fucking highbrow journalist from the Daily Mail was like, athletics reporter or something was like, if this is sport, leave me out. And I felt like I couldn't be asked because he writes to a Daily Mail. No one gives a fuck about him anyway. But I felt like highlighted to him, going, mate, this is like the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen. So. Please don't constitute all of mixed martial arts to be this, because it isn't. The referee is fast asleep. Yeah, God knows do. what he's doing. That's what people do. I mean, there were a, I can't remember when it was. There was a refereeing performance a couple of weeks ago that went viral as well, where the kid was out. He was out, absolutely sparkled, chalked out on the deck. The actual fighter that had him in the hold was looking up at the ref going, are you going to call it? Yeah, what yeah. are you going to do, man? Are you going to pull this or what? Exactly. And the ref's like going, no, he's all right, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kids like that. Fast asleep. It's moments like that that do go viral and then they send it round and then everybody gets on their iOS going, oh, it's a brutal sport. It's a dangerous sport. It's, un- it's unregulated. It's not unregulated. Every- no. Listen, everybody has a bad day at the office and let's just say Herb didn't, didn't cover himself Herb in glory. Herb had the worst day in the office in the history of day in the offices. It, mm. it was shocking and uh, really disappointing, to be honest, because he's one of the, you know, he's supposed to be one of the best, as I say, multiple time referee of the year at the World MMA Awards and he's, fell so far down now in terms of his ability mm. I don't know it, it was just shocking I, I, he was the last person or one certainly one of the last pe- people I would expect to let a fight go that long that much of a beat down without stepping in and to see Herb do it that's really disappointing and certainly it's not like CB Dolloway is this undefeated world champion that's going to lose for the first time ever with all due respect to CB he's been stopped before Herb should be there to protect protect CB Dolloway that. you had Dan on comms yeah you had fucking John Anik on comms. You had Paul Felder on comms. And they're all saying, please stop the fight. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And he, I think uh, CB had had about three different opponent changes. I don't think, I don't think he was... Knew uh, what day it was anyway. Yeah, he didn't know what day it was going into the fight anyway. It was, it was mental. And I'm sure Dan will give you uh, a little bit more of a breakdown on that and his, uh, his outrage uh, on Thursday's show. So make sure you uh, subscribe to us uh, via Fight Disciples on iTunes and uh, our website. And you can get that show and a full breakdown of uh, Moscow. We are supposed to be, obviously, right now, promoting an interview that we did with Jimmy Manua. Yeah. There's 25 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Listen, it's the curse of being a podcaster and a broadcaster, my friend. Is. This is what happens. It is. You do an interview with a fighter one day. I'm being funny as well. There were fucking 25 minutes Was it gold? of gold. Was it? Like 25 minutes that you'll, you'll never get to hear now because oh. Jimmy's obviously out of the fight on Saturday. Oh, shame, man. But it was golden. It was golden having a go at DC, having a go at everyone. Award-winning shit. It was award-winning shit. Might just put it out anyway. Yeah, maybe, maybe we will. Mm. Maybe we will. Uh, but if you didn't know, Jimmy Wanner is out of uh, UFC Sao Paulo this weekend. He was supposed to fight Teixeira. Glover Teixeira, yeah. Glover Teixeira pulls out. Now he's got uh, a different opponent for the, for the main event. But let me tell you, the opponent that uh, he was facing is uh, no easy task. He's a middleweight, and he's the middleweight. So, I don't know, it's disappointing. It's disappointing because... And now because he's out, obviously. Yeah, now yeah, Jimmy's yeah, out yeah. that fight. And course. now they've brought in a, a, another guy as well. So, it's actually two middleweights fighting at light heavyweight now. 
uh, speaking to Jimmy, he was really, they had to motivate him to take the fight anyway. But when he got his head round and he was like, fuck it, man. I'm going to Brazil. I've always wanted to go to Brazil. I'm going to win in sensational fashion. I'm going to start building a campaign towards getting a potential title shot because... I mean, we may well put the show out anyway. You know, he's convinced that we don't see DC come back down to 205, so he thinks the 205 belt's going to be up for grabs here. It is, it is wide open. It is wide open. And I mean, it's frustrating for him. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what his mate does, Alex. Alex Gustafsson, yeah. who he's fought before, and obviously good pals now. Three of them. There's Alex, Latifi, and Jimmy, all, all in the same gym, gym at yeah. All Stars. And they're three of the top five yeah. at 205. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out because I can't see them all fighting each other because no, they're pals. not pals. He, he categorically, categorically said, it, said, we will never fight each other. So what do they it's do? It's basically a race to the belt. It's a race to the belt. Hmm. And at the moment, you've got to think that Alex, even though he's been very inactive, is probably at the front of the queue in terms of any kind of vacant title shots. I, um, could, see, I could see Alex Volkan getting made for it. Then again, I could see Latifi getting made for Smith? it. Smith smashing Andy Smith, yeah, yeah. He's smashing kids for fun, isn't he? Yeah, and obviously yeah. he's got a great fight with Usamir coming up. If he if that he smokes the final eliminator. <coughs> if he smokes Usamir, the winner of that will fight Alex for the victory. I think belt. so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think that's where it's at. But yeah, Do massively not sleep disapp- on Smith, man. No, no. Massively disappointed serious. for Jimmy, just because he was looking forward to it so much, as I say. They had to talk him into taking the fight, but you know, once he got his head round and he was like, you know what, a big opportunity for me to knock out a Brazilian in Brazil, make a bit of a statement and start climbing forward. So I spoke, I spoke to him and he said, I'm flying out on Sunday. He was, in, he was in Sweden last week. He was going home to London for the weekend and he was flying to Brazil on Sunday. So, and it's been pulled on Monday morning. So, so what? what was he doing on the flight? No idea, mate. <laughs> Choking people out on the flight? I don't know. Them, uh, How the fuck did you get injured on a flight? Them, uh, them air attendants, you know what I mean? We are stewardesses. Unless he's touched down in Brazil. Right, let's get the jet lag out. Let's go and have a session. But it's only four hours difference. There's not a massive jet lag issue with Brazil necessarily, South America. Unless they've gone straight into the gym and something's happened. We'll get you more news on that. Mm. I'm sure Dan will have you more news on that by Thursday. So we are. Let's have a look at the card. Pick it up. Let's have a look, mate. What's... Uh, What's on this card then that really lights your candle? Because in Brazil, with, yeah, because with Jimmy not being on yeah. the Sao Paulo card, it's uh, it's one of them where do you do you stay up and have a little bit of a watch of it? Is there anything there lighting your candle? Well, obviously Manoa being out now is being replaced. Um, they've got it on here somewhere. It's not even been updated on the wiki page. Yeah. Oh, Eric Anders is coming in, sorry, to face Thiago Santos. So that's kind of like the new main event, if it mm. remains the main event. Obviously, Little Nog against Sam Alves on this card, and that's yeah. going to be fun. Henan Barrow as well. Like, you know, remember Henan Barrow used to be like the most untouchable bantamweight on the planet. We thought he was going to go down in history as the mm. greatest all time, and then he got massively exposed by TJ Dillashaw. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's won for a long time. He's back on this card. Uh, Randa Marcos, the women's straw weight on this card as well. Charles Oliveira, again, similar to Moscow last week, laced with Brazilian talent, laced with good it reminds fighters. reminds me of UFC, UFC Brazil at the start of last year. Do you remember when and we it was were, brilliant? Yeah, we were both sat in the studio yeah. and we were both thinking, I uh, don't know if I can be asked with that. Yeah. And then we, well, I don't know how you watched it. You might have consumed it live, but, but I watched it the day after. And it was basically purely off fight disciples tweeting me going what about that last night what about this yeah, last yeah. night and I'm like going I better get on as soon as that I, I watch that as soon as that I fucking present the podcast I better I better <laughs> go it's going to be shit <laughs> and I said that it was going to be dog shit I better go and have a watch um, and it was it was so against everything that I thought it was going to be it was yeah. absolutely brilliant and that's the thing about UFC and mixed martial arts in general you can't pick it no you can't pick it and that's why I'm so interested in the sport because with boxing nine times out of ten we can sit there and go this is going to happen now we'll probably be around a two out or 
something crazy might happen in a heavyweight division. But in the yeah. lower weight categories, you can near enough pick what's going to happen in of a course. fight. Unless, unless someone's not prepared for it properly. In mixed martial arts... No. no you can't. No. You can't pick no. it. I mean, okay. You can say this guy's going to win and he's going to do it this way. But you can't do that with every single one of that particular person's fights, is what I'm saying. Of course. He'll come up against somebody else next, and you might go, oh, he was brilliant last time, he'll do the same again. No, he won't, because this guy's got a whole different skill set. Yeah. And, he, and if it goes to the deck, all fucking chaos is going to kick off. Yeah, and that's, listen, that's why this card this weekend will probably throw up loads of magical, because there's loads of Brazilians on the card. It's in Brazil, it's in Sao Paulo. The atmosphere is going to be absolutely insane. Um, and anything can happen, and anything generally does happen on these sleeper cards, these fight night cards where mm. we're not getting too excited. The main events just fucking fell out with less than a week to go. Like that, it's got all the hallmarks of being a disaster. I guarantee it will be fucking on fire. Mm. And with it being in Brazil as well, the, the time difference, similar to Moscow last week, won't be outrageous because it's a fight night show in Brazil. So timings will be pretty good. Like the second fight on here, Taylor's Letters, former title contender in middleweight division, mm. against Hector Lombard, former title contender in the welterweight division. Flames straight away. Yeah. Like that's just fucking bonkers. That's the second fight in. The other one that jumps out, Francisco Trinaldo against Evan Dunham in lightweight. That's going to be insane as well. There's, there's some really good matchups on here that make it irresistible viewing. You've got to tune in for it because it's so well matched from the start to the end. Honestly, I bet you next week, I bet you we're not absolutely fucking raving about this card, mm. bizarrely enough. Mm. Speaking of Brazilians, we've got to obviously talk about Fabrizio. Yep. <laughs> Canel. Why are our, every podcast we do these days On fucking juice. laced with juicing? That's it, man. We had the, we Canelo, had the, it was the Canelo juicing show. Pavetkin. Now it's the Vadoom ju- juicing yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It's like the f- common theme through fight sports, man. I wish everyone would just get clean. Yeah. But yeah, it's like... He got done. He's yeah. been banned for two years now. Yeah. We but basically the end of his career. That's it. Fabrizio's done. The end of his career, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Fabrizio will do all right. Fabrizio's got a, a school, uh, a string of... Uh, of jiu-jitsu schools across Spain. He lived in Spain for a long time. I think he also does the uh, commentary for UFC Latin America in Spanish. So he's going to be all right, man. He's probably at the tail end of his career anyway. Look at us brushing over the fact he's a fucking drug cheat. Do you know what I mean? I, I, this is us on our UFC if show you, compared to our yeah. boxing show. Yeah. On the boxing show, we're on our high horse, aren't we? Fucking come on. And on the UFC show, we're like, well, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Everybody's at it. It is what it is. There you go. Um... A fight that's been made this week, which has really made my eyes water with excitement, is uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio yeah. against Neil Magny. Oof. UFC Argentina, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. They're going First to Argentina. Yeah. Mate, what a fight that is. Brilliant fight. You know we what? keep talking about this welterweight division. Of course. Obviously, we go crazy for Darren Till. We, yeah. and, and anybody that listens to the show, no, we're friends of Darren. And we're going crazy for him in that division. But this division, if you look at right across the board, yep. of these young sharks that are coming through to maybe challenge the top level of Tyrone Woodley. Ponzinibbio, I'm a massive fan of him, mate. He's yep. an unbelievable striker. But Neil Magny, we saw in Liverpool, exactly. he fucking lit the gaff up, didn't he? He always does. This is the thing with Neil Magny. Everyone sleeps on Neil Magny because he's so unassuming. Yet he's fucking good everywhere. Mm. He's very, very good everywhere. And he's like this ne- this current generation yeah. of MMA fighters. No one's good in one place anymore. You were talking about Neil this last week, yeah, Neil Magny's the epitome of that. He can fucking do everything really well. Ponzinibbio, world-class striker, hasn't really got the ground game or not that we've seen so far. So that's what makes this an intriguing fight. I think heading in, you'd like to think Ponzinibbio is ranked slightly higher, but... Honestly, I would not on? sleep on Neil Magny. I'd be surprised if actually I probably think Neil Magny wins that fight anywhere but South America. I think it might you might get the be- very best of Ponzinibbio come out of it. Yeah. But Magny's got a and Magny has got a brain. 
I think Magnute closes the difference, takes fight, him down, man. takes him down, and nullifies that striking offense. It, it's a brilliant fight. Brilliant fight. Speaking I hope, of, speaking I hope he doesn't take him down though. I hope he just stands there and just kicks shit out of each other. Yeah, way. yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, speaking of brilliant fights, mm. Thursday, it becomes real. It becomes a reality. We get the press conference. Do you know something? It's it, actually happening. It's been like it's so weird, isn't it? It's been like it's not happening. Do you know, like we know that it's booked, and we know that we have to get excited it's not about real, though, it. Is it. No, because there's not been much on telly. That. There's not been much promo about it. On the mainstream channels, this is. I mean, obviously, I spend a lot of my time on YouTube, apart from having a wank. The, uh, nice. That's RedTube. Mm. But apart from that channel, when I'm on real YouTube, there's loads of stuff on there, obviously, with people getting excited about the return of Conor McGregor and Khabib. And there's loads of little promos on there. And obviously, we've been speaking about it a lot. Yeah. Everybody that we speak to in the mixed martial arts world are all getting excited about it. But yeah. on the mainstream media, it's not really kicked, has it? No. And I think that's because Conor and Khabib haven't been next to each other <laughs> chatting. Yeah. Thursday it changes, man. It happens. We got a New York baby in there at it. I just want to know what he's wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question number one, yeah, what's he got on? <laughs> the, uh, Shades. It, it's going to be insane. I reckon you know, he's going to wear one of them crazy little Russian hat things. Yeah, or the war hat things. Yeah, one of them little things. Just to piss Khabib off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Not like the full wig thing. Do you know, like a little thing with the ears on. You know what I mean? When you go on, oh, like on your cold holidays. Type thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, think, uh, I, yeah, I reckon he's going to come dressed as Drago. I think Vladimir Putin's <laughs> going to walk him out into the press conference and, and nail his, fla- pals, nail his flag they? to the mast that's straight all, away. That's it. They're all pals. I think whatever happens on Thursday, it's going to be fucking huge, this fight. I think whatever Conor McGregor touches turns to gold, obviously. And I think Khabib's the perfect dance partner for this comeback fight, stylistically as well as, you know, the whole... East versus West kind of fucking angle on it as well. I think that will be completely manipulated this week. I think you'll see a lot Connor attacking him. I think the Putin thing will probably come up. I think Connor will say, "Well, you know, you're at the World Cup final, sitting with all the all the grunts in your in your thirty dollar ticket. Meanwhile, I'm sitting up with your president, enjoying a glass of whiskey. You know, silver service. All that will get rubbed into it. You know, so um, can Connor can Connor get under his skin? Absolutely, he can. Yeah. Absolutely, he can. Connor can get up to under anyone's skin. He's an absolute master of the psychological the aspect games. of fight sports. Yeah, and I think even though Khabib, a lot of it will be lost in translation because he's obviously a, a Dagestanian. I think Connor, like everybody, needs Khabib angry. He wants Khabib to run at him. He wants Khabib to desperately want to take him down and beat the living shit out of him. And to do that, he's got to get under his skin. And to do that, he's got to wind him up on Thursday night. And I think we'll see, once again, vintage Conor McGregor at oh, the presser on Thursday. I can't wait, mate. I can't wait for Thursday because, as I said, I've just been waiting for the sound bites. I've just been waiting for the world to start the momentum going. Yep. And we're, we're, what, we're two weeks away? Three weeks away, is it? Yeah. October the 6th. Fucking hell, man. It's coming on us real quick and we haven't really seen that momentum Anything? of media thing going. So, therefore, this Thursday is a massive, massive moment to obviously get Connor, get Khabib in a room together. It's going to be mental. Connor's going to absolutely ruin him on the mic. He will absolutely rinse him, yeah. And, oh, mate, it's going to be amazing. I w- he will come dressed as Drago. He'll come dressed in some weird shit. Yeah. He is, he'll have something planned. Of course he will, yeah. He'll have something planned He's a planned master, isn't he? Yeah, He's yeah. a master. Mm. Funny, I was talking to two different people out in Moscow, so I spoke to one person 
uh, about Conor McGregor and Conor McGregor's Instagram and Conor McGregor's social media. And now it's just absolutely perfect in every way. And I was saying, you know, it must be a team of about 10 people. And someone was agreeing with me going, yeah, he must have an entire PR team that just video him, shoot him all day. And they sit down, they discuss it, and then they pitch it to Connor and go, we're going to put this picture on your Instagram, and we're going to put these words. And Connor obviously has in, his input, because it's so meticulous, it's so incredibly on point. If you, if you read anything about how to manipulate social media to make your business or yeah, your yeah. individual brand grow, Connor McGregor nails it every fucking time. And I was like, that's what money goes for you, though. You can have this whole team behind you. Then I spoke to somebody that works at the Mac Life that knows Connor on a personal level, and he said, it's just Connor. Connor, all it is, Connor has a photographer with him. Yeah. And they take pictures, and then Connor will go, I'm going to put something on your Instagram. And he looks through all the photos, send me that picture, and he does the words. He chooses what image, he chooses exactly what goes on. He just fucking gets it. He's like, I truly believe that if Connor McGregor was a businessman, he'd be a wildly successful, I mean, not attached to fight sports. I just think he's an entrepreneur. He's got that mind state, and obviously he can fight like fuck as well. And I think combined, that's what's made him into. The biggest star in fight sports since Floyd Mayweather. He, can he gets it. He can fight like fuck. He can fight like fuck, yeah, exactly. That is the biggest story of the week, though, isn't it? Of course. I know that we've obviously got the back end of Moscow. We've got a, a fight coming up this weekend yeah. in Sao Paulo. But the biggest story of the week in mixed martial arts is Conor McGregor's press conference. A press conference, mate, with uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. It's it going to be get unbelievable. Serious hits. By the way, it's on in the UK, 10 p.m. on Thursday. If you, if you want to tune into it, obviously, we'll be tuning into it. We'll put some links on our social media, but I think UFC.com are streaming it anyway. But uh, that will do literally million. Do you think it'll do over a million views? It'll crash the internet. Whatever channel it's on, there will be a problem with it. <clears throat> yeah. Because think about it. We haven't had him in this environment for, what, best part of two, two years, years now? When he beat Eddie Alvarez, as well. just, just think of what those press conferences with the Eddie Alvarez thing, where he, <laughs> he came dressed as uh, Joe, smoking Joe Frazier, then he came yeah. dressed as Notorious B.I.G., then he came, dressed as, <laughs> then he came dressed as El Chapo. <laughs> you know, he's fucking ace. That, that week was so, so monumental in the world of mixed martial arts. Obviously, first time at Madison Square Garden, the opportunity to become the first two-way UFC champion against Eddie Alvarez. And then the manner he does it as well. And then the way that he went oh. about that business. But then he's fucked off. Mm. He's gone, see you in a bit, lads. Obviously, he had that little little ding-dong we uh, Floyd Mayweather made himself. hundred million uh, dollar ding-dong. Yeah, yeah, in the world of Not boxing. Bad. He's been messing about on his private yachts, on his holidays, Making enjoying whiskey. himself. But, you know, exactly. There's now a real narrative that has started, obviously, off the back of the Artem Lobov situation, where he ended up coming... Uh, to New York, throwing that dolly at the uh, at the bus. See Michael Chiesa's. Yeah, he's suing him. Court as well. Yeah, he's suing. Come on, Mike. Just do it out of court, mate. Just say, listen, chuck us a million. We're sorted. Absolutely. It's not like he can't afford it. Yeah. But just the way that it's all starting to build now, we just need to hear from him. And it is, to be fair, it's the perfect timing because I'm 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 like that, climbing all over the place, going, give me some, give me some Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now on Thursday we're going to get some Connor, and it's going to be mad. <laughs> He'll be batshit crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Connor is batshit crazy, isn't he? So, mm. oh, he likes to make you think that anyway. Mm. So, I still truly believe that, regardless of what happens on Thursday, I still think Khabib is made for Connor anyway. I still think Connor wins in sensational fashion, but he will certainly win on Thursday. Mm. First, first strike will be landed by Connor on Thursday. What I'm interested to see is how Khabib handles it, because we've seen fights just crumble 
in the face of Conor McGregor before just completely fall apart. Khabib with his Dagestani background, the fact that some of it will be lost in translation, you would think will be kind of unaffected. But I'm interested to see him in that environment because this is what we talk about this all the time. Once you enter Conor McGregor's world, it's not like any world you've ever been in before. You think you've been in big fights? Forget about it. You think fighting Alaya Quinta in New York for the, for the vacant title belt was big? Come on, son. That's fucking Vauxhall Conference. This is Champions League. And I think once you enter into Conor McGregor's world and his sphere and everything that goes on around Conor, how big it is, you know, you're not going to do half a dozen media interviews. You're going to have to do 50 media interviews. And every single one of them are going to go, are basically going to be like, Conor's going to fuck you up. How do you feel about that? <laughs> because that's how Conor's world is. So, be interested to see how Khabib handles that kind of pressure. Can't wait, man. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Keep your powder dry on that fight. We've got plenty more to obviously bring you promotional-wise uh, over the next few weeks. As I said earlier on in this podcast, Dan Hardy is going to be doing uh, uh, another Mixed Martial Arts show for us. Thursday release day, so make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, we'll put all the links all over our social media, Full Reptile Radio, uh, where Dan is uh, analytical, whether it's on post fights or maybe he'll even give you a little bit of a breakdown of how things are going to happen uh, in Sao Paulo uh, this weekend. We're delighted to have him on board. Looking forward to that first show. Um, if you have only just come across us, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Fight Disciples. You can get our website, fightdisciples.com, where all Android feeds are. All social media, come and have a little bit of a play on there as well, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're also on YouTube, of which you can watch parts of this uh, podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.